Have you ever felt as though that even in the simplicities of life, in different seasons, that there's this big, ugly, scary, 800-pound gorilla in the room? In this series, we're going to talk about some really tough subjects, some tough topics that are happening in the world around us. It's been a difficult season. It's been a difficult year. And there are a lot of things that are happening in our world, in our families, in our communities that maybe is there that seems like no matter what you do or where you go, it's just always popping up and no one wants to address it. This series that we begin today is called The 800-Pound Gorilla. It's powerful. It's intimidating. It's scary. It's awkward. We don't know how to address it and we don't know what to do with it. But in this series, we're going to call out several things, several topics, several situations and circumstances that we're dealing with right now in our families and right now in our homes. This entire series is built off of one scripture, one thought, out of John chapter 16, verse 33. And here's what it says. It says, In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. This is Jesus speaking to us. Jesus is telling us, hey, I'm going to give you a heads up. I'm going to let you in on some behind-the-scenes information, a little inside scoop. And I love to know things that gives me a heads up, that gives me a little forewarning or a little wisdom of things to come. And Jesus just tells us right from the beginning, very clearly, very bluntly, hey, in this world, you're going to have a lot of trouble. If anybody tells you that this is going to be easy, that you can expect an easy ride, that you can just say yes to Jesus and that fixes everything, that's wrong because Jesus himself said in this world you can have lots of trouble. And so in this series we're going to talk about the 800 pound gorilla, the trouble that you're facing in your life and that I'm facing in mine. These difficult seasons that we are trying to navigate together. And today I titled your message, Cancel Culture. Man, isn't that something that's really running rampant in our world today? This thought of cancel culture. That if I don't agree with you and you don't agree with me and we can't get ourselves on the same page, then we're just going to cancel it. Cancel culture is the withdrawing of support for a specific reason. It's an objection to your point of view. In other words, if you don't think just like I do, then your opinion doesn't matter. Your placement doesn't hold value. We'll just cancel you. We have to be on the same page. We have to fully see things clearly together or yet we can't coexist together. This cancel culture all around us, you can turn on the news, you can read the news, you can watch it, you can listen, and everywhere you go you can see examples of this cancel culture. It's this attitude that we have in our world today. And it's important that we understand what's happening around us because culture wants to take control of the Christian lives that we live. Culture is wanting to take control of the Christian life that you live. Ultimately, culture would like to cancel the Christian life that you live. There's just a few examples that I've noticed and taken note of of some things that have happened in our culture, some of this cancel culture. A Boeing executive was forced out for opposing women's service in the military. So a Boeing executive, someone who is doing well at their position, is cast out of their position because they, they opposed women in service in the military. But that was 30 years ago. There was an article that this man wrote 30 years ago when he was a young man. He said his views hadn't matured. He hadn't matured. He hadn't lived life. And he wrote an article that stated some things that he says even today he don't hold a value in truth. He said it was 30 years ago. 
Yet because he wrote something 30 years ago that some find offensive today, the company said we have no tolerance for that for that line of thought, for that point of view. So they just cast him out of his position. A Los Angeles soccer team player was fired because his wife posted racist comments. That's right, the player didn't post these comments. The player didn't endorse the comments. The player was not with his wife when she posted the comments, but she posted her own personal views on social media and he paid the price for the comments of someone else. This cancel culture says it's not even your actions that you have to be held accountable for. No, it's the views and expressions of other people. And if there is even a thought that you would align yourself with a certain way of thinking or a certain view that doesn't align with ours, we will cast you aside. I love this. A few months ago, the Goya food brand, the the CEO of that company, just simply tweeted something in support of our president. And within minutes, there was this movement on Twitter to cancel Goya food, to just cancel them, to boycott and let them know that we don't agree with his stance in support of a president. This cancel culture is very dangerous. It's running rampant in our world today. And it's got implications for us as believers and even for us who may not be following Jesus today that you're watching. It's got dangerous implications of your life because it's not God's best for us. As a matter of fact, we think this cancel culture is something new. This terminology and phrase didn't exist until just a few years ago, but it's not something new. No, it's not a new concept. As believers and as Christians, look, we've got a dangerous history of boycotting things that we don't agree with. In the years past, the the Christian community has boycotted Disney. We've boycotted Starbucks. We've boycotted any business that didn't say Merry Christmas. If they said Happy Holidays, don't shop in their store. We're guilty of this as well in the spiritual community. But even beyond that, even in biblical times, we find that there were these cancel culture movements that happened in the time. Jesus, for an example, Jesus was out doing miracles for people. He was healing people. He was meeting needs. He didn't do anything harmful. He didn't speak against anybody. Jesus was out blessing lives of people. But because he didn't align with the viewpoints of the day and the majority, a mob came after him. There were people rioting and protesting against him. As a matter of fact, Jesus was even sent to trial but could not be found guilty of any charge that would put him on the cross. Yet, because of the cancel culture and because of the the oppression that was on them, because there was this fear of not going with the trend of the day, he was handed over to the mob of people who put him on the cross. It was cancel culture. It didn't end there. Even Paul experienced this in his ministry as he was out telling the good news of Jesus and he was doing ministry. The Bible says that there was an angry mob that attacked him. There was angry people protesting against his message who came even though he was at no fault. He had done nothing wrong. He was beaten. He was put in jail. He paid the price for a cancel culture. Today, We understand what the words of Jesus said. In this world, you will have much trouble. All around us on the news today, we see rioting. We see people who are mad, who are angry, who are frustrated. We see that division is at an all-time high. But I want to encourage you in something today, and I want to challenge you in something. You may be thinking, well, that's not me. I don't have that attitude. I don't do that. 
Well, look, the very root of cancel culture is a, is a root of pride. Pride really is the very root of sin. It was pride that initiated the enemy to repel, rebel against God that brought sin into this world. And it says, if you are different than me and we don't align, then we can't agree. It's our pride. See, we've got this thing in our generation where everybody gets a participation trophy. Just because you showed up, you get a pat on the back. You don't have to work hard. You don't have to try to achieve. We want to give you something. We want to make you feel good. We want you to know that you can do anything and that you're the best. And it really doesn't matter how hard you try. You're just magically awesome. Well, when you tell somebody that, when you believe that, and then when you begin to live that, suddenly when you're faced with real world and real world consequences and real world scenarios, and it turns out that that's not really the truth. In life, we don't all get a participation trophy. We don't get a ribbon for just showing up. And we have to face real things and real issues in our life. We understand that we can't cancel everything that we don't agree with. So how do we navigate this? Well, I want to let you know today that God's Word speaks to this very clearly. And I want to give you some things that are really going to challenge your heart today of what culture is trying to do to you and to me. And then I want to take a look at how we can overcome this cancel culture. Because as you're sitting there saying, well, I'm so glad that's not me. I'm so glad I don't have that attitude. I'm so glad I don't share that viewpoint. Well, let me challenge you in something. There's somebody on Facebook that you didn't agree with. They posted that and it made you mad. You were mad because they had differing political views than you. You were mad because they supported that organization. You were mad because they made that comment. And suddenly you made a statement, I can't be friends with that person. I can't associate with that person. Well, I can't have anything to do with them anymore. Suddenly you cancel them because of a disagreement. Maybe you've looked at your spouse and you said, well, we're too far gone. We're just going to cancel this relationship. You've looked at your kids and you said, I don't think they will ever get their life together. I can't do anything else for you, so I'm just going to cancel you. Some people are looking at their jobs, and even though you don't have a plan B and you're miserable where you are, you don't have it figured out, you go, you know what? I'm just going to cancel this because I can't survive in this atmosphere anymore. I want to warn us today against what culture is bringing us in this cancel culture movement. But I want to pray for us today because today's word, it's a strong one. It's an alignment message. It's meant to challenge us. It's meant to motivate us and mold us into who God wants us to be, to have the attitude that God wants us to carry, to speak the words that He wants us to speak. So today I hope that you're motivated. I hope that you're challenged. And I hope that God brings some correction to our life as we navigate this cancel culture. So I want you to pray with me today. God, we love you and we thank you so much for loving us and speaking to us and for what you do in our life. I pray today that this message, this word, would encourage us and equip us and it would challenge us, God, to do exactly what you would have us to do as we navigate the climate that we live in today. In Jesus' name, amen. So I hope you're taking notes. Your notes are there in the link and I hope you can write some things down today because it's important that you understand what we're talking about. Here's three things that culture wants you to do. And number one, culture wants to convince you. It's the first thing culture wants to do. 
As a matter of fact, not many things have changed. A portion of this message is something that I spoke in 2014, long before we saw the work of culture around us and where things have become. We talked about this very topic, about what culture was doing and where culture was moving and how culture was wanting to convince us of something that God did not agree with, that God did not say that is not God's best for our life. Culture is trying to convince us of truths that are actually false. Listen to what the Bible says. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, it says this, Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. Underline that phrase, don't believe. See, we understand that uh, people who are not believers, who are not Christians, listen, they haven't been exposed to the truth yet. They don't know the truth of God. As a believer, stop holding those who don't follow Christ to the same standard that we hold one another. We look at the world around us and we think they're just supposed to know. We think they're supposed to live like we live or think like we think or believe like we believe. They do not. And they're not supposed to. Because until they meet Jesus, their brain, their mind, their thinking, their emotions, their actions will never be transformed to be what God wants it to be until God transforms the heart on the inside so that He can do something on the outside. So we're looking at the world around us and the culture, and we understand the reason it's in chaos is because the enemy has been causing confusion. He has been trying to convince them of something that is not true. But believers... He doesn't leave us out of this. Look at what the Bible says in the book of Romans. It says they, right there underline the word they, that's believers, that's us. They exchange the truth about God for a lie. There's an exchange that's happened here. We have traded the truth of God for a lie. We're letting the enemy convince us. And we worshiped and served created things rather than the Creator who is forever praised a men. Here's the reality. We tolerate lies because we don't know the truth. Listen to me today, believers. Those of us who are serving Jesus today, those of us who claim to know who God is and God's will for our life, listen, we don't know, we can't, we can't accept things that we do not know. It's easy to believe lies when we don't know the truth. And unless we are rooted and grounded in the Word of God, it is easy for culture to convince us of a lie and present it as the truth. Just a few weeks ago, we talked about what's for sale, Satan the salesman, and the way he brings these things to us. He is using culture right now to try to convince people through every outlet around us, through the news, through the media, through Hollywood, through conversations on social media. In every outlet that we have, the enemy is using our culture to try to convince us of a lie that he is disguising as the truth. I want to ask you this question. How do you today define your standard of truth? Where do you get your truth from? See, this cancel culture is all based on subjective truth. It means what's true for me may not be true for you. However, for us to be able to cohabitate in this world, we've got to get on the same page. So if your truth is not the same as my truth and my feelings and my thoughts, then we can't coexist together. The problem is that tolerance has changed its meaning. Tolerance used to mean that, that I can tolerate something. In other words, I can tolerate the relationship 
We can have relationship. We can have discussion. We can agree to disagree. I just don't have to accept the action. It's the same thing that Jesus did. Jesus accepted the sinner, but He rejected the sin. Many of us today are thinking that we have to have everything in agreement or in alignment before we can even enter into relationship. Culture is trying to convince you that unless we are all the same and unless we follow the same thing that we can't agree. As believers, if we're following Jesus, we must agree that the Bible is the absolute truth. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. But I have to understand that those around me that have not accepted Jesus, they don't understand that. You can be accepting without being approving. So I want to challenge us in something. Those of you who are following Jesus today, don't let culture convince you of a lie. Don't trade the truth of God's Word for a lie of this culture. And for those of you that maybe today you're not following Jesus and you don't have that personal relationship with Him, let me challenge you in something today. Don't just blindly follow the culture. Don't just blindly follow what everyone else is saying, what everyone else is thinking. You need to step back for a second and look at everyone around you and let's find ways that we can cohabitate together. Secondly, if culture can convince you, culture can corrupt you. This is the breakdown. This is where the enemy begins to break us down, have our actions shifted, have our emotions shifted, have our feelings shifted, have our thoughts and our, and our, and our actions, our speech, our words, our attitudes all shifted in a place that God never intended for it to be. Because if we are convinced of a lie, we begin to live a lie. Notice what the Bible says in Romans 1, 29-31. It says their lives, this is a continuation of the people who traded the truth for a lie, their lives became full of every kind of wickedness, sin, greed, hate, envy, murder, quarreling, deception, malicious behavior, and gossip. Verse 30, they're backstabbers, they're haters of God, insolent, proud, and boastful. They invent ways of sinning and they disobey their parents. They refuse to understand. They break their promises. They're heartless and have no mercy. Listen to that. It says they became full. You ever heard someone say, you're full of it? Maybe they continue that in other words, but growing up I can remember telling my brother, oh, you're full of it. You don't know what you're talking about. That, that term full of it just means you're full of baloney. You're full of bull. You don't know what you're saying. That's not true. I'll figure that out. And the Bible says they became full of it. And they became full of a lot of things that were opposing to God's best for their life. Trading the truth of God for a lie does not bring anything constructive into your life. All it does is bring more sin, more wickedness, more hatred, more jealousy, more discord, more pride, more division. All of the things that we're living in in this culture today is because we have traded out God and the truth of God and we are living in a lie. When you take God out of everything, you get what is left. And let me tell you something. 
when you remove the best of God and the blessing of God, when we walk in disobedience rather than obedience in God, we get what that brings on ourselves. Because within ourselves, only in myself, the only thing I can produce is sin and disappointment and shortcomings. If not for the grace of God in my life, living in me and through me, where would I be today? Not a perfect person by any stretch of the imagination, but every day God helps me to grow and to get better day by day. But when I abandon the obedience of God, I lose the blessing of God and I live in the lies of this culture. Culture will convince you and culture will corrupt you. So when we look at this world and we say, how did we get here? It is because we politely ask God to leave our presence. We ask God to take His presence and remove it from our places. Listen to this. If you believe that life begins at conception, many will accuse you of waging war on women. How twisted is that in our society today? I'm not ashamed to tell you that. If you support anybody that believes in the abortion of babies. We need to rethink our process. God says that every life was created by Him. We are knitted together intricately in our mother's womb. There is nothing in this culture for any reason that would say we need to take the life of a child. Now I understand not every situation is comfortable. And I understand that not every situation or circumstance is without pain. But today's culture would say, if you stand for the life of a child, then you are waging war on women. Listen, I'm going to make a bold statement here, and it's not going to be comfortable, and it's not going to be popular. But I can think of a lot of ways, in most cases, I know there's some tragic events that happen, but in most cases, there are a lot of ways to prevent pregnancy. I know that's crazy. We used, to, we used to talk about, about, about avoiding sex before marriage. We can't talk about that anymore. We, we stopped talking about being abstinent, and then we started talking about safe sex. And unfortunately, because we omitted the abstinence, safe sex wasn't as acceptable, and now we are finding ourselves having to find ways to deal with the problems that we produce ourselves. It's just the truth. Somebody's watching this today and you're going, well, I'd love to cancel you. That's the cancel culture. Anything that is convincing us of a lie and, and we begin to live this and act this out is against God's best. Listen to this. If you believe that marriage should be a lifelong covenant between a man and a woman, you'll be called homophobic. It's just not the case. We either accept what Scripture says or we don't. We love everybody. And we accept everybody. And just as God is working in me, God will work in anybody. But if the Bible calls it against His best and sin, don't let culture convince you so that it will corrupt you. If you believe that Jesus is the only way, maybe you'll be called intolerant of other religions. Who are you to say that Jesus is the only way? Well, the Bible is the absolute Word of God. And there is so much fact wrapped up in the Bible both historical, spiritually. It's amazing when you just take a moment to study the validity of the Word of God. And let me tell you something. Jesus is the only way. He is the way, the truth, and the life. When your spiritual truth aligns with secular truth, there is a problem with your truth. Listen to me today. When your spiritual truth aligns with secular truth, there is a problem with your truth. 
Today, we have to know what we are being convinced of by culture, what is corrupting our thoughts, our feelings, and emotions. Because number three, if you let that process play out, it will capture you. It'll capture you. Listen to what the Bible says in Romans 1.32. It says, They not only continue to do these very things, but they also approve of those who practice them. Listen today, this is dangerous. This is a process that the Bible so clearly lays out in one chapter. When you let culture convince you of something, when you trade the truth of God for a lie, it begins to corrupt you. Therefore, everything inside of us becomes totally, completely against God. And then we move a step further and we are captured by it so that not only are we doing it, but we are approving of it. We cast our vote for it. We chime in on social media in support of it. We say, well, I know what the Bible says, but here's what I really think God means and here's what I feel. Today, this cancel culture is dangerous because it affects the way that we live our life. It's deeper than a, than a Twitter hashtag, a Twitter movement. It's deeper than making the rounds on social media. It is an attack from the enemy that is trying to destroy our Christian Walk. So how do we overcome it? I'm so glad you asked. Here's where I really wanted to get to. Before I give you three simple ways to overcome this, I want to read something to you in Joshua 5, verse 13 and 14. It's the most incredible scripture that has just leapt off the page to me in this topic of cancel culture. And here's what it says. It says, Now when Joshua was near Jericho, Joshua is a military leader. He followed Moses. He's leading God's people out of the wilderness into the, into the, into the promised land. It's an incredible, miraculous story. It's, it's military. It's fighting. It's war. It's incredible. Joshua has gone to spy out their next conquest, their next battle. and He's spying out the land. And as he does that, the Bible says he gets near Jericho. He looked up. He saw a man standing in front of him with a drawn sword in his hand. Joshua went up to him and said, Are you for us or for our enemies? Notice what Joshua's saying here. Hey, who are you for? You're either for us or you're against us. You're either on my side or you're on their side. It's either this way or it's that way. That's where we stand in culture today. You're either with me or you are against me. And if we're not on the same page, then we can't coexist. You're canceled. Joshua is presenting this to this person that he saw with a sword drawn. But notice what happens. Verse 14, the reply is neither. But as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. Joshua, even in the Old Testament, has come face to face with the Son of God. That Jesus has presented Himself standing in front of him. And he says, Joshua, I'm neither for you nor against you. I am the Lord. There's not a that way or a this way. There is a my way. Today, in this cancel culture, navigating all this, you don't know what to do, where to turn. Let me tell you, Jesus says, you don't worry about that, and you don't worry about this. You worry about me. Don't worry about canceling anybody. Don't worry about the hashtags. Don't worry about the pressure. Don't worry about all the fear and all the worry, all the social unrest. You worry about me. So how do we respond? Three ways, the same way that Joshua responded. Number one, give up. Just give up. Stop fighting. Stop trying. Stop worrying. Start putting all the pressure on yourself. Give up. Look what Joshua did. 
after Jesus said, hey, neither. I'm the, I'm, the, I'm the commander of the army of the Lord, Joshua says, at this point, he fell with his face to the ground in reverence. The very first thing he did is he forgot about which side was which. Even though Joshua was fighting for the Lord, even though he stood for the Lord, God said, it's not about you. It's not about your side. It's not about them and the enemy. Everything in your life is about me. Even though as believers, we're marching for the Lord, we're living for Him. Listen, it's not about you. It is not about me. It is not about our church logo. It's not about our church building. It's not about our address. It's not about personalities. It is about Jesus. The Lord is not for our agenda or their agenda or this party or this party. The Lord wants us to be for Him because He is for us. And in response, Joshua faced to the ground in reverence. There's one word I want you to write down that's extra, and it's humility. If we're going to overcome this division, you've you got to have humility. It's the opposite of pride. Pride is the very source of this cancel culture, this subjective thinking, this selfish, inward-focused thought life. Humility breaks that down, and it lays us before the feet of Jesus. We get everything else out. Tune out the social media. Tune out the news. Tune out the conversations and just get before the Lord, face down and humble yourself before Him. Secondly, here's what He did, is He give in. Give up and then give in. Listen to what happened. Joshua 5, 14. I'm at your command, Joshua said. What do you want your servant to do? Man, that's incredible. Here is Joshua. He's the, he's the man. He's the leader. He's leading all these people. He's leading God's chosen people out of slavery into freedom. I mean, he is the man. And he finds himself at the feet of Jesus, not talking about how important he is, not talking about how he's got it all figured out. No, he has humbled himself. He has given up face down, and now he's given in saying, what do you want your servant to do? Understand that we're walking through this life, and we're serving something. We're either serving the Lord today or we're serving ourselves. We're living this life for our very own desire. So if you've got to have humility to give up, I want you to write this word down. You have to have honor to give in. We have such a lack of honor. Listen, I'm, 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 I'm amazed at the lack of honor that we have in our country today. Listen, you may not have voted for uh, President Barack Obama in the last uh, election before this previous. You may not have agreed with him as our president, but he was our president. And because of his place of leadership, and because his place of authority, the Bible says, he requires our honor. You may not agree with President Trump. You may not have voted for him, but he is our president. And he sits in a place of authority leading our country. And so he deserves our honor. Honor. Instead of complaining, instead of putting on Twitter, instead of all of us griping and complaining about one over the other, we are to put people in the place of honor because of their position. You don't believe me? Look at what the Bible says. This is extra. In 1 Peter 2.13, He teaches us to honor those in authority over us, not just the ones that we agree with. It's the principle of God. 
So if we're gonna, if we're gonna give up, we have to have humility. If we're gonna give in, we have to learn to honor people who are around us. It'll bring us closer together. And then number three, the last thing is you have to give all. The commander of the Lord's army replied, take off your sandals for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did as he was told. There's something about stripping ourselves of anything that would prevent us from the third word I want to give you that's extra, and that's holiness. If we're, if we're going to give all, everything we've got to God, giving, giving in is, is the first, it's the, it's the giving up is the very first step. Give up, give, have humility, and then give in to it. You need, to, you need to honor, begin to honor the Lord and honor people. And then if we're going to give our all, it's, it's a holiness. It's a life that is set apart. It's not perfection. It's just being set apart. It's striving every day to be a representation of who Jesus is. Church, believers today, I want you to be encouraged. God hasn't left us. God's right in the middle of all this. God knows what's going on in our world. But I really want to challenge you today. Please don't get swept up in the culture that's around us. Do not let culture and the temptation to, to get involved in all of this stuff, do not let it begin to convince you so that it can corrupt you and so that it will lead you into a place. Because listen, if, if it corrupts you, then it's going to capture you. And then you begin to live a life that is completely opposite of the Lord. Why don't we just take a moment this morning and why don't we just give up together? Why don't we give in and why don't we give all? Why don't we make that decision today? Maybe you're ready to say, God, I don't want to be in this, in this world like everybody else. I want to be in it but not of it. God, I want to represent you better than I ever have before. Maybe you're watching today and you don't have a relationship with Jesus and you're going, man, I've, I've gotten swept up in all this and I feel like there's this 800-pound gorilla in the room and I don't know what to do about it. It's just awkward. It's always with me everywhere I go. Well, today I want to let you know the only solution to this is through Jesus Christ. And if you don't have a relationship with Him, I want to pray for you today so that this would be your moment for life change to take place and to you to be set free from this cancel culture. It's not their way. It's not your way. It is His way. So Father, today, for all of my friends watching online with us today, I, I pray right now for every person that's just overwhelmed, just struggling, that's just having a hard time. Father, I just pray that God, that we would just be able to be your, represent, your representatives. God, let us be believers who are strong in faith, who are strong in the Word, who are maturing ourselves and representing you and making you proud. I pray for every person that today we could give up, we could give in, and we could give all in every area of our life. And I know that there are some watching that do not have a relationship with you today. And that 800-pound gorilla is just weighing on them. But today, Jesus, we realize we need you. So we pray for your forgiveness. We ask you for you to live in our lives and help us to be who you created us to be. Not in cancel culture, not convinced, not corrupted, and not captured, but that we're living our best for you. Thank you for saving us today and for giving us your grace. We love you and we honor you. In Jesus' name, amen.